whoa, what's this? It's um, my voice. I'm just trying out a new thing where I talk into a mic. Because before, it, on the host, the guest and the wardrobe, I used to sing into it. It wasn't actually my talking voice. Um, so this week's a bit different. Um, so how about last week? Wasn't that fun? We had Mark Smith chatted shit about shit, really. Um, that was fun. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, what are you doing listening to this one? You don't understand. It's maybe you haven't got the narrative. Doesn't matter. Doesn't you can watch it in any order or listen to it. But you could watch it like the sound waves and just see how they flow. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, more importantly, this week is oh, what 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 an episode this is going to be because we've only got Sean Beasley. Are you there? I am. I'm here. Oh. Within five seconds of you starting recording, I knocked the goddamn mic. I know I heard it, so I'm going to have to edit that out. But it's all right. That's what it's there for. Good. Knocking. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot of room in here. I don't know what no. I was expecting. No, I mean, I, what what were you expecting? <laughs> well, you don't know. There you go. I, I don't. It's just I'm completely new to all of this. Uh, what I should have mentioned <laughs> before I began this is... I'm actually kind of claustrophobic. Oh, oh <laughs> so, God. So we'll see how long I last in, in, in the wardrobe. See, that's good. I'm, like, I'm not, like, only minorly claustrophobic. Like, it's just to the extent where I, I just get kind of uncomfortable in lifts so and wait, in big crowds. Have you got the lights on in there? No, it's, oh, it's complete darkness. Would that I, help? Um, or would it be worse? Because then you'd be like, oh, now I am truly aware. Just... <laughs> I don't know. I think the darkness kind of kind of adds to it. I don't know. Did did did, did everyone else stay in the uh, dark? See, Nathan did... stayed in the dark for about half an hour until he told me he, was, he hadn't put the lights on. I was like, "Well, <laughs> do you want to?" And he was like, "Well, I felt like it was part of the the whole thing to be right. in the dark." But yeah, most people turn it on. So uh, I, I think I, yeah, I think I'll have the lights on simply because if then you I'll... feel around. There's three LED lights. Right. Uh, I think I just, saw one. You click them in. Oh, okay, push those gotcha. in. All right, yeah. there you go. Just so, because then I can see the mic and I'm yeah, not no, going to knock it as much. That's true. All right, cool. So this is the first we've got. Someone I don't want to like point out, like in case you start having a like, <laughs> an, attack. Just, an attack. <laughs> but <at> first, <coughs> I was like considering like what it'd be like to have someone claustrophobic in there, and uh, here we are. Well, yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's, like I said, it, I'm not going to freak out or anything. It's minor. It might be a better podcast I just, if you do though. Basically, my hands are just really sweaty right now. <laughs> so <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm really warm already. I, I've listened to the other podcasts and everyone just goes, "God damn, it's warm." And I'm like, yeah. ah, they're probably just complaining. And no, like I like took off like my jumper and my coat. And I'm just in a t-shirt and I'm, I'm roasting already. See, usually it's actually quite cold in there, but what I do is. I get like a, I get electric heater, stick it in there for a good hour. <laughs> you torture then, us. Oh, I'm coming, and I'm like, quick, better get that heater hidden away, and then it's all ready for people to roast. Mm. This is one of the torture methods that they've outlawed at Guantanamo. Yeah, I mean, it's just a sick fantasy of mine, really. That's all it's for. But so, so oh, this is interesting. So I apologise for my tickly cough as well. I've had it for a bit of a, oh, it's for really about a week, and I, it, it's very ticklish. You can... It's like there's a little nymph in my throat, just with a with a like a oh, tiny just... feather, just going. It's just, 
So it's just in there. It's just like it's just in there. Sound a good tickle. Yeah. It's like ah, oh, I wish you had a better throat. <laughs> I'll work with what I've got and have a little. T- it's just there, like oh right. So what? Right, his voice is probably like. He's probably quite wheezy himself. I I, I want to hear I want to hear the character. <laughs> Can't do my job. He's a sixty. He's he's a sixty a day, three packs yep. a day kind of guy. Yep. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had a bad job in this. My mate, fucking Tony. He he's got the greatest throat of them all. Who's got a good throat? Who's famous for having a good throat? Like, what? To- which, which Tony? No, like. Tony's Tony's inside Tony's throat. Oh, Tony's the name of a nymph in my yeah. throat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we need a good throat person. It sounds like a Tony. When you were doing the, the impression, I was like, yeah, this guy sounds like a Tony. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Woody Harrison probably has a good throat. <laughs> so. Oh, Frank, he's inside Woody Harrison. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrison's another person. <laughs> sounds like. Uh, that uh, um, taxi driver in in the League of Gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> so that's another character. Been trying to weave in characters into this show. Last no, I week, love it, man. It's good. Yeah, last week we had Willie the Wardrobe. Maybe he'll make an appearance. Don't know. You never know. Well, he better because I'm inside him yep. right now. Well, don't prompt him. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You think I am? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to bring him out. Right. So, what's going on? In, tell us what you do, Sean Beasley. What? Who is Sean Beasley? The bees wax. Ooh, the bees knees. Man, don't get so philosophical. Um, uh, I mean, I can I can tell you a, a few things that have been going on in my life uh, of late. Uh, nothing. Lo- <laughs> no, Give me main, more. Mainly nothing. Um, oh, okay, I wasn't actually saying. But if I just said that, this wouldn't be a very interesting podcast. I wouldn't be a very good guest. So I have to kind of no, it's make fine. myself sound more interesting than I actually am. No, it's fine. If if things get boring, <laughs> I'll just tell you that you got you know that you're claustrophobic. Uh, <laughs> we'll just return to claustrophobia. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's our go-to. It's, it's, we can mine off so, that so much from that. Um, tell us. But yeah, uh, well, last month uh, I did a I did a fire walk. Of course, uh, I walked over hot coals uh, to raise money for uh, Mount Vernon Cancer Centre, which is a cancer hospital um, uh, near London. Um, I did that with my sister and a group of other people as well. Uh, some of which were nurses from the cancer centre. And uh, yeah, we just uh, it's, we walk over hot coals. It's about like ten, twelve feet. And uh, yeah, raised raised a lot of money through it, uh, much more than I was expecting. And uh, yeah, so it's, 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 it's really kind of good fun to do. It's a very humbling experience. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's far more noble than anyone who ever's <laughs> been on this show so far. Um, <laughs> well, how was the coals? Were they hot? <laughs> No, Dan. They were they were freezing cold. Oh, what's the point then? <laughs> it's so yeah, no, yeah. Of course they were hot. Um, they actually <laughs> measure it at the end, and in the middle, it uh, they place like a thermometer in the in the middle of it, and uh, not a thermometer, but they have some instrument that they measure. Yeah, temperature yeah, gauge, yeah. you know. Uh, and it's like a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. What? In the, a thousand degrees Fahrenheit in the middle of it. Yeah. 
What? That's I know, I know. It's it's uh, it's crazy. Um, That's not natural. I know. It's <laughs> it, it makes no sense. And like we got given like there's a like a little talk uh, of a guy who kind of was the head of a the, the, who like organized the thing gave it all kind of you know mind over matter like the power of the, the mind kind of talk but it, it all boils down to like the only advice really is just just don't think about it yeah <laughs> don't think about it and just kind of look straight ahead and and yeah so and, and also because it was like freezing cold and it had been raining that day so like i was standing on cold wet concrete so my feet were freezing before stepping foot on it so i didn't really feel it at all until like the last couple of steps yeah um did you get any blisters or no none at all wow Uh, you got feet made out of sheet metal (laughs) no no one got blisters it's 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 the strangest thing i can i honestly can't explain it it's it's one of the weirdest uh most bizarre experiences of my life to 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 kind of do that and not suffer any physical ailments from it whatsoever. It's just, you know, mind conquering yeah. all pain. Yeah. I say at the end of the day, just use your mind and you can get over anything, you know? Pretty well, to, to an extent. No, 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 no. <laughs> just anything, yeah. Just sure. why not? <laughs> mind over matter, you know what I mean? It's my life motto. <laughs> wow, so yeah, you, you stepped over some coals that were kind of hot. Thousand, mm. not that. Kind of hot. No, nah. not that hot. I well, mean, it's not like the temp. I mean, the surface of the sun is hotter. Like that'd be more yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I think I it walked is anyway. across the sun. <laughs> that would be an achievement. <laughs> like, ah, who cares about the moon, mate? I'm going. <laughs> I'm going top of the tree. <laughs> sun. <laughs> top of the food chain. Yeah, it is top of the food chain, I guess. <laughs> Without that, there would be no, no. There would be no food. There you the go. Sun. So yeah. It, Thank you. We, yeah. <laughs> Nothing is more chained on the food than the sun. So apart from running on coals, what else have you been doing? Anything more we can dig out? Um, uh, just a bit, a bit of writing here, oh, here yeah? and there. Um. I I'm I don't do it nearly as much as I sh- as I should or want to, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, here now I've I've been kind of working on a story idea that kind of first gestated in my mind a couple of years ago, um, and I've just I haven't started like properly because uh, I'm because I'm writing it as like a novel like a proper. Or a novella, like a proper story, where which is I'm finding really difficult because I'm not used to re- writing like that. Because you know I went to I, I studied film and TV, so I'm used to writing screenplays and writing things in that format. Yeah. But I thought I'd stretch myself and try writing prose, and uh, it's yeah, it, 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 it's 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 much more difficult. I'm having a hard time kind of knowing where to start. So I've got. Um, pages and pages and pages of notes that I've written on this and what like I want the story to be I've got my whole kind of free act structure set out but it's just kind of free act structure that's yeah. uh, where you got you screenwriting got, 101 screenwriting 101 there you walk in they go right free act structure mm-hmm. what is it here we go well you've got your act one your act two and your got, act three hey you got your you got, you your, got your beginning one. and your middle and your end Hey, that's free. 
It's That's, free you get that one for free. Strategy. Everything else you got to pay for. But um, <laughs> these days, uh, a lot of people, a lot of shows, going against that, aren't they? They're like, let's mix it up. You know, mm. let's not have that. I don't Start with the end it. and work backwards. Well, seeing as I just, I haven't finished it yet, but I was just watching the Westworld finale. Yeah, and don't you... S- no, 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 I haven't seen it yet. You better not right. spoil it. Spoiler. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Uh, it, there's a there's a plot twist and a, a character no. there's a character reveal Whoa. and uh, and many people's minds are blown. It's, it's a fucking great show. I, I love oh, Westworld. I know I, I, I've been I listened to your your podcast with Mark last week. I don't want to keep bringing it up to be yeah. honest with you because I've said my piece in that episode. And also, if you're listening right now, why don't you go back and listen to that one? <laughs> find out my opinion on Westworld. Come back and then, then you'll be like, oh, I see. So that's what. But yeah, let's leave that. So, all right, what's we'll the what's the story about? Is it? Um, well, I'm trying to ex- uh, explore uh, like the potentials of VR. I've always been a big fan of, uh, like, I love dystopic sci-fi. It's my mm-hmm. kind of go-to literary genre. I love dystopic the work of, is where uh, uh, is what now? Dystopic is like. Uh, a uh, few kind of alternate future where which is reflecting usually like the ills of society right, today right right right, right. Like, that's the future free uh, novels like 1984 Two. by George Orwell and <laughs> <laughs> Brave New World by Aldous Huxley oh then uh, yeah um, uh, kind of ruminating not to the films yeah <laughs> yeah about that masterpiece <laughs> dystopia isn't it yeah, you can you can have dystopia with some uh, some fat and fart jokes. Careful, you, know? you might turn into a big hamster. That isn't <laughs> it, right? That's the second one. I don't know. But I believe that is the moral of um, Animal Farm. Bestiality in that film. <laughs> yeah, like, there is full on bestiality. Yeah. It's a PG. It might even be a U. It's ridiculous. Like I know it's all suggestive, but you're not really hiding it, are you? Just a guy gets. Gets raped. It's not a suggestive at all. It's man. not. <laughs> the guy just gets raped by a giant hamster. But it's because <laughs> of the facial expressions. It's all right. He just looks oh, a bit shocked. Doesn't the hamster then wink as well or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, he does a really. He does a crafty wink. <laughs> my God. Those were the days. Uh, and we wonder why Eddie Murphy doesn't work anymore. Well, that's not his fault. It's the hamster's fault. Why was there not a case, like a legal case, put up against that hamster? I think it's pending. Well, it's too big, isn't it? Big, big old thing. Oh, well, so what else to that story? <laughs> um, well, I don't want to say too much about it because it's no, no, still no, no, no. at a stage where, I don't know, it, it might change. Yeah, but no um, It's just, yeah, exploring kind of... Uh, I find VR... Uh, and augmented reality, super interesting, and in that like you know it kind of changes your perception of the everyday world, and um, it just fit. And I want to kind of relate that to things that I'm noticing in society at the moment, where there's a kind of a lot of like it, there's a lot of ignorance and a lot of fake news around, and people kind of choosing what they want to believe and. Uh, we're living in a very chaotic and confusing time 
post-truth world we're in. Yeah, like I was watching the, docu- uh, the Adam Curtis documentary, Hypernormalization. I still haven't got around to that. I've oh. only seen, I, I saw how, because it's really, it's like three hours long. So I watched like half, uh, half of it and then like it's so dense I had to kind of pause it and just go out and drink yeah. <laughs> and, and reflect on it. Um, but I was watching that and that's kind of talking about how... Um, like the crux of the argument is that uh, we got into like almost a post-political society where um, no one, like politicians are discouraged from making any real change. The, the, yeah. What what they're trying to do now, the powers that be, are just to manage society. It's just to manage. It's just risk management. That's why we've built all these kind of uh, computers to, to manage risk, whether that be financial or social or, or anything. And so, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's it's a really strange time. And it's, uh, it's going back, it's like kind of history of the last 40 years. It starts off um, like a study of two cities, New York and uh, Damascus in Syria. Mm-hmm. And uh, 1975, New York was uh, heavily in debt to the to the banks and there's huge poverty in the city so it's essentially like the banks kind of o- almost took took over took the reins of control yeah. of of New York and then at the same time in Damascus uh, in Syria there's uh, uh kind of a lot of uh, political upheaval and uh, uh president Assad uh, Bashar al-Assad's current president's father was uh, kind of trying to unite uh, the Arab nations to kind of stand up to the West and Henry Kissinger, who I believe was was he Secretary of State at that time? I can't remember. Possibly something like that. And he believed that you know that would be a threat to the West. And his whole thing was things need to be stable. Things need to be stabilized. And he saw their if, if they increased in power, it would destabilize the whole world. So he actually sought out a kind of break. Um, the the ties between these countries and to kind of set them against each other, and I mean it's uh, that's just how it starts. Yeah, yeah. I mean it goes into everything. I don't want to kind of talk about it at length because well, it sounds like you've given away the whole. Oh no, that's just honestly, I haven't, I haven't at all. That's just kind of how it starts. That's like the first twenty minutes. Like there's so yeah, like there's so much more that it goes into. Uh, Like I said, it's really dense. Um, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, I, I definitely recommend checking that out. So to playing <laughs> that back to VR, yeah, how does that relate? Somehow. Eh? Um, tell us. Well, I think just uh, at the moment because we're at this point where we're just trying to manage reality and instead of change it, everyone's just there's a lot of people who have just kind of switched off and you know wake up. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to say that, <clears throat> but like. Uh, you know, there's so much apathy and kind of, well, like people just don't want to want to deal with it. But, you sure. know, there's kind of a, um, uh, and with like the amount of choice we have in the Western world, it's like, well, as long as I've got my TV and as long as I've got this and that, then, you know, I'm, I'm content. So I don't, you know, I don't need to deal with all the problems in the world if it doesn't kind of affect me directly. Um, yeah. So that's kind of why I want to explore in VR is like this kind of shutting off of of reality because um, uh, that's what hyper normalization really that's how they define it as uh, not well not shutting off of reality but kind of 
making turning what turning what's what's fake into something real like creating reality out of something that isn't real so that's how it relates to the ah i'm I'm explaining this terribly do you think Um, um they're like with vr at the moment there's a lot of talk about it um and it's mainly the forefront of it at the moment is for video games right yeah but do you believe that there's um potential for it to be far more useful for say patients or just helping with anxiety or just there's far more to it than that then it's not just a thing to play with yeah and i don't also like um i'm talking about it in kind of a a dystopic uh way but that's uh that's not the way i think about it it's just that's a way i find would be interesting to, to write about and like kind of as a piece of kind of hopefully entertaining fiction but i think there's an awful lot of good that can come from vr they have shown that um like there's this one particular um game where it's like it's not even a game it's just like uh like an underwater setting and you're just kind of like in a like in the ocean you're watching fish swim by and you're just kind of exploring this space and they've found that that's actually been really therapeutic for people who suffer from anxiety yeah. and from ptsd and so there's in in terms of uh mental health i think yeah there's uh there's a lot of good that can come of it it's that's the thing i don't i don't believe anything is necessarily good or bad it's just how it's utilized yeah and if vr is utilized in the right way um it can be hugely beneficial i believe sure yeah yeah i agree Good. Have you been to uh, Arcado? Yes, I, I I went for the first time uh, last week, uh, and it's my first time trying the VR, the uh, the PlayStation version. And mm-hmm. uh, as a bespe- is... as a spectacled man, I was very happy that the headset was comfortable and it didn't, you know, I didn't have to take off my glasses or anything. This is the uh, the arcade bar that's now opened in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Lincoln, England, UK, in case you're listening elsewhere. Oh my god, as if. Um, but yeah, it's like a gaming place, and they've got they got a VR there, haven't they? They do. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Played, I went the other day, but I didn't go on the VR. We just played Cards Against Humanity. Have you, have you played it yet? Oh nope. Oh, you see, I've never you... played Cards Against Humanity, so it was like, oh, that game want... will make you lose friends. Well, <laughs> see, right. I always I was always <coughs> dubious with it because I was like. From what I can tell, it gives people an excuse to just hide behind this game mm. and then just be, just discriminate. And I was proved right because <laughs> we were playing it and um, this security guard comes up to us and goes, right. oh, that is the best game ever. And then we're like, all right, yeah, okay. And he's like, yeah, did you know, I, I don't want to even say it, but basically... He just he he just used it to be racist. It's just like oh, did, right. he said, "Oh, it's really funny. You can it's uh, and then yeah, just went on one and then I was like, "Well, he he thinks oh, it's fine. I can say this because mm. that's the whole thing." Yeah, uh, but, but see, that's I, what worries me about it. But um, see, I don't I don't mind that because at least then like I don't racist, mind it. Racist. I quite like racism. <laughs> I don't like racism. But I think, like, if you're gonna be racist, that's a good outlet for it. Where, and if you're (laughs) like, 
maybe if like it's like but it spreads I, I like it, it spreads like, that attitude does it not like, um, if it's that popular and it is I guess but not everyone uses it for that reason sure. you know um I'm not least... saying everyone who plays cards against humanity is racist <laughs> but every racist not. plays cards against humanity <laughs> I don't think that's true <laughs> well, but look it up yeah <laughs> look it up I will do. Um, yeah, like I, like I said, it's 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 anything can be good or bad. It's how you utilize it. It's you know. Oh, that's a lame excuse. Everything can be good or bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I no, I see what you mean. Like yeah. it's that's only gonna. It's happen an obvious thing to say, but you know, it's a truism. That's only gonna happen if you're that way inclined, anyway. Yeah. So you. You could play a game of Monopoly, and mm. someone. I mean, better they it... do that and get it out of their system that way than actually, like, you know, be, you know, incite racial hatred towards True. someone. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I'm guess. not saying that it would necessarily stop that, but you know, what can you do? Racists will be racists, am I <laughs> right? Ain't it true? <laughs> Bring them down, one card. Against humanity at a time, I guess. But um, yeah, I'll probably go back to that place. Yeah, um, definitely try the VR. It's yeah, I'll actually it's try a lot it. Of fun. See, I've done I've done a bit of VR before. I've played it before. I've, oh, yeah. I've played I've played something on Oculus Rift. Okay. But I don't know. I don't. See, I, don't... I haven't tried the, the Oculus uh, left. I actually have a friend um, uh, back home who uh, who who works in VR. Mm. And um, so he he often has it and he brings it around. And I have a friend of mine's uh, flat, but I've I've not been there when he's when he's brought it. So not I'm a good enough friend, I guess. No. no. Yeah, I know. He won't let me try his Oculus. Apparently, you can use it like uh, you could you can sync it with Google Maps. So <laughs> like you could like stand on top of the Empire State Building. No. And look, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Why bother going? All the way there, just I know. Stick your headset save, on. Save money on on holidays and stick flights. On Don't go anywhere. Yeah, you just exactly. put on your headset and a little walk. Put around. on Google Maps and go to wherever in the world you want to go and have a, have a little wander Oof. around. Whoa, what a world! What a world indeed! What a beautiful world. Um, no, uh, you. So you done much traveling? Same uh, way. I, I did a reasonable amount of traveling. I've been to a fair few places. Um. I've not done as much as I want. There's huge areas of the world that I still have yet to go to, which I want to visit. I want to go to Southeast Asia. I want to go to South America, Central America, uh, New Zealand. I'd love to go to because you know there's really beautiful landscapes. Sure. Um, even like some areas of Europe, I, I still haven't been to like Germany. I've been to like most of like kind of Western Europe now. I've been like to Holland and France and Spain and uh, I think I don't think I've been to Italy yet. Um, and the Scandinavian countries I'd really like to visit as well. I'd uh, yeah like to go to uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland, uh, Iceland. I'd love to go to Iceland to see the Northern Lights. That's oh, yeah. that's definitely on the old look bucket list. Um, oh, look at look at the different colours. Yep, yeah, all them colours. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Doing a bit of travelling. Yeah. Seeing the world. I mean, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do it because I'm just constantly broke. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing in it. 
Graduate hey. life, am I right? Oh, God damn it all. Hey, kids, don't go to uni. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I do, if you want. It's up to you, if you want, to, if you want that debt. Which sure. is even more now, isn't it? Yeah, we, we got lucky. We, we did. We have, lost, we have the last ones in before it went up. Oh, boy. Boy. To think we got lucky. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that tells you all you need to know about that stuff. But how, like... T- because they're just going to keep going up, aren't they? It's not going to be. It's not going to stop. Like, what is it? Nine grand now. Yeah, nine grand a year. Nine grand a year. Nine grand a year. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even like. That's ridiculous. Would you have gone if, if like, if if, if, if you were a year younger and you had to pay that? Probably would you still gone. I probably would have still gone. Because mm. um, I would have just been like, well. I think if I I think I probably would have still gone, but I don't think I would have done. The course that I did, I think I would have done something yeah, more academic possibly. that I knew I could get a job from. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I would have actually given it a try. <laughs> well, I would have been like, well, I'm paying nine grand for this, so I better actually do this properly yeah, rather exactly. than just using it as an excuse to just dick around. Not that I ever. But I mean, there's not. I mean, what can you do that it really will guarantee you like a career or a job? It's like law, medicine, it's about it, really. And even then, not guaranteed. And even then, not guaranteed, no. Nothing's guaranteed in this world. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's guaranteed in this world. Got such a beautiful voice. Did you want to join in or... Okay. No, no. No. It's fair enough. I didn't know where I was going. I was enjoying your little solo. Look here. You've been in the wardrobe how long do you think you've been in there i have absolutely no concept of time i haven't i honestly don't know give me a rough figure it could have been uh anything from Mm. like 15 minutes to 15 hours well you're wrong how long (laughs) have i been in here i actually know you're right because it is in between that (laughs) (laughs) so you've been in as i've just started talking half an hour okay all right so So like two thirds of the way through okay so i'm thinking we'll have a break um and then you know we'll uh we'll get back to it uh but as is tradition in uh a few seconds you'll hear one of the jingles uh can't wait no one can wait what (laughs) (laughs) all right well whatever it is here it is oh boy don't have a wardrobe not a problem because here at wardrobe vr the original name of this company we haven't changed it which maybe we should do that actually thinking about it yo yeah steve steve yeah we should we should uh should rename it the name of the company what to wvr it's quicker and snappier WVR, opening your world to the wardrobe. Oosh, how about that jingle? Loving it. What a jingle. What's your opinions on that? Um, (laughs) Well, I don't know. Because I won't be able to hear it until I listen to this podcast. Pretend you know. Oh, no, I've ruined the magic. (laughs) Yeah, well... It's all about ruining the magic at the end of the day. I've had enough of it. Just coming around, being like... It's just too much magic in the world, you know? Sometimes you've got to 
you got to yeah. get rid of some. So, eat all of the magic. Right. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I came prepared with a little anecdote because, um, well, it's not an anecdote. It's just oh. a story of a dream I had, which I thought that you would really appreciate because you're a, a, a big alien fan. Oof. And I've been having a lot of really weird dreams lately. I don't know why. But um, I had <laughs> I had this terrifying alien dream where I was like, for some reason, I was in like a like a cheap motel room, yeah. And like in the like, there's like a cupboard in it, and I open a cupboard, and it just leads to this like kind of dark like cave, like Ooh. grimy, wet, dark, dank cave. Don't want to go in there though. I, like I go in there oh. like an idiot. I I, I walk through like I, I don't know for how long I'm walking, and then like. I just feel this presence around me and I see this tail and like, you know, just for favorite. And it's like, oh shit, it's the alien. And like, I, I, it's like, I peg it out and like shut the, the, the door and hold it like shut with a, with a chair. And, mm. <laughs> and so I'm just terrified in this room, just going to be like, oh, it's going to get me. And I'm freaking out. And I'm looking at like the, the door outside and like, I keep seeing shadows of like the tail, like swishing. And I'm just losing my mind in this hotel room for like, I don't know. It feels like a day. And so <laughs> like I, I start feeling really hungry. Of course. So I call Mark, our mutual friend, Mark Smith. Mark Smith, um, previous guest. Yeah. And I'm on the phone to him, and I'm like, Mark, I'm freaking out. For some reason, the alien is in my motel room. And I'm just really hungry. Can you, can you bring me something to eat? And he's just like, uh, yeah, all right, fine. And so, like, some amount of time passes. I don't know how much. And then there's just this knock on the door. I go to, like, open the door, expecting him to, like, come in. And he just, like, his hand, his hand just shoves, like, <laughs> like, throws, like, a, a packet of hula hoops. Like, the smallest packet of crisps you can possibly think of. Yeah. And just, like, throws it at me. And then I just hear him fucking pegging it back, <laughs> pegging it down the road. And I'm like, don't you want to stay for a while? And it's just, no fucking way, man. <laughs> like, you deal with that alien yourself. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, did, I don't remember how the dream ended, but I was just, like, sitting in that hotel room eating hula hoops. Like just freaking out, crazed out of my mind, being scared that the alien was gonna come and get me. So yeah, that was my that's my weird alien dream. That is great. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that it. Brilliant. What do you think that? What do you? Because th- they say dreams. Uh, every dream means something. So it means I don't know I'm who's terrified of the alien. I Apparently. guess. <laughs> but is it? And that so? Mark is a really shitty friend. Well, clearly. <laughs> We could just give you the hula hoops, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it turned up, I guess, as something. See, so do you think maybe the alien is a metaphor for something else? Um, maybe well, the room is your inner mind, and you're trapped in your own thoughts. Well, know? if we're able, I'm just trying to read if, into it. Well, or maybe if we're it's to believe the theorists on uh, Geiger's design, it's, uh, I, I guess I'm really afraid of penises. Yeah, you're afraid of the male <laughs> penetration. Being impregnated. Yeah. Interestingly, I I'm had, afraid of being a woman. When I was writing my dissertation on Alien, <laughs> yeah. and I was having discuss discussion with my tutor, mm-hmm. uh, she was like, oh yeah, I, I think um, Alien's a bit sexist. It's like, it's not got a great representation of uh, female, like, the, the, the female uh, uh, struggle and all that. And I'm like, 
just hold on a second. Do you know what do you think Alien is about? Yeah, what's she and talking I'm about? Like, I'm just like it's about it's just it's about the male like fear of being impregnated, but mm. like. I don't. I didn't understand what she was saying. Not only that, but Alien was. It gave us the first female action hero. Yeah, Ripley, You're man. Damn right. I mean, you talk. I, mean, I don't want to go into this oh, because you mentioned this last week, and Every like, you know, week. that gave us Sarah Connor and all that. You know. Yeah. Uh, talking about films, then. Talking about films. It's yeah. nearly the end of the year. It is. And um, as it's thank Christ, nearly <laughs> the end of this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Let's let's think about. Oh, you you said about that. Um, <laughs> I am. I've, I feel like I've conquered my fear of... Uh, I've, I've conquered my claustrophobia in here as well, you know. Excellent. I'm Progress use that. has been made. I'm using that as a soundbite. <laughs> use um, it as a quote. It's not only is this a entertaining, hilarious, political show, uh, it will cure people of their fears. It's therapy. Specifically, sitting in a wardrobe. <laughs> but, you know, if, if that's what you want, come in. Uh, yeah, because it's... Anyway, it's near the end of this episode and near the mm. end of the year. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite films of the year? My favourite films of the year are... Um, one of them I, I actually saw very recently. I didn't catch it in the cinema. I don't mm-hmm. even think the Odeon was, was playing it. Uh, it's a New Zealand film called uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Ah, right. Yeah, with, I'm, I'm uh, about to get onto that at some point. You'd, yeah. you'd love it. It's right sure. up your, your street. You'd love it. The sense of humour in it. It's very funny. It's very well written. Um, and uh, kind of like a coming of age tale it's uh, about like sam neil plays this kind of uh kind of wild like bushman who uh he's he's married to this woman who adopts this kind of troubled teen this troubled kid uh who's like you know he's been in foster care um and then it's about that those two slowly kind of forming a bond um when they they get kind of stuck out in the in the bush together and have to have to rely on on their wits to survive uh and it's um it's got kind of like dramatic kind of poignant moments but it's not Mm. sentimentalized at all which i really appreciate in films um like it's uh yeah it's it's often very funny um from what i sense is that it's like um it's one of those films that doesn't kind of like force the narrative if you know what i mean like it's kind of like it just lets the characters do their thing, yeah. and it's quite, it's quite schmaltzy. No, it's not schmaltzy. No? no, 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 no. It's not actually. I wouldn't. At least, that's, I, I didn't think it was schmaltzy at all. Um, I think. Well, there's uh, an endearing the nature. It's, it's to very it. endearing. Yeah. yeah, that's a good word to describe it. It's very endearing. It's just, hey, you know, come spend some time with these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, you know, this kind of father son relationship that's kind of well more like kind of grandfather grandson relationship that they have i guess yeah and they kind of like and they just bicker a lot and uh yeah it's just the, the narrative like there is a story there's a narrative but it's very loose it's very much like just come you know here, here are these characters come uh, watch them kind of try and survive in in the wilderness and bicker and fight on the way and kind of Okay. Make some realizations about themselves and the world. Okay, well, I'll be sure to get on that. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's uh, great. So, any others? Uh, Arrival, I, I Ooh, loved. Yeah, yeah um, I saw that. Saw that together. Yeah, we did. Uh, I thought as one of the most kind of intelligent uh, sci-fi films I've recently seen. 
recently seen. Um, I I love that it's kind of about uh, like it's almost like a study on language, and mm. uh, a, a really kind of grown up, very real. I feel realistic way to treat um, uh, an alien visitation film. Yeah. Um, reminded me a lot of films like uh, like Contact and Close Encounters, which I really liked. I loved the design of the aliens in the film. I just, yeah, I, I pretty much loved everything about it. Um, it gets a bit schmaltz, like you mentioned, schmaltz. Uh, it gets a bit schmaltzy at the end. It does a little uh, bit. A and little bit, but I think it kind of works, you know. The, it works for the film. Not to, not to put any spoilers in there, but the the moment, it, the major moment in the film... Mm. Uh, the did, twist. Did, the twist did lose me a little bit, mm. but I think I need to I think I think need a rewatch to just appreciate it a bit better yeah um because everything everything before that i was i was really on board so i think i just need need that again mm. just to see how good it was because uh, it was definitely really good um mm. yeah uh we're nearing the end we've got a few more to we've got a few more uh green room i really oh, like yes. the uh the late anton yelchin yeah um what else room was great room um, loved it I forgot that's because that was way back. It came out in January. Yeah, it was January. It was early one. UK um, releases were going for, I guess, because yeah. that's why. Recently I watched. Don't I? Wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say this is a favorite, but it's just one I watched recently, which I quite liked. Was Don't Breathe. Ah, uh, see, uh, I was I was the opposite. Did you not like it? No, I really didn't like. It. I I was on board for like half an hour, mm-hmm. and then it just it went the wrong way for me, and yeah, it ended up I ended up coming out really not liking it it's one of my yeah. worst films of the year really yeah i just I, I just really like how then again, fucked up it gets it gets really it takes such a nasty turn like about two thirds of a way yeah through a movie and i really wasn't expecting i was it. just really enjoying like the intense nature of it and then it just kind of went the, it, it went the wrong way for me and okay it's but then again with my top like worst films of the year I've got Neon mm. Demon in there see and... that's another one of my favourites I, I loved the Neon Demon yeah. and I understand people's issue with it like the um, <laughs> like some of the dialogue is just like huh <laughs> this is, <sighs> it's just really but I just I just uh, I'm a big fan of Nick Winding Refn because I think he just makes such he's such a unique filmmaker and he has it. such a yeah he's got such a unique style and all his films look gorgeous his cinematography is always like these like perfectly framed kind of kubrickian mm. shots um a lot of people don't like only god forgives and i it's another film i love um you know drive bronson uh the only one of his i've seen which i i didn't really reckon to was valhalla rising yeah I found that a bit dull yeah well, that was a little um yeah. What about your films, man? What are your what are your favourite films of this year? Um, High Rise is right up there. I, I haven't caught that yet. I um, still haven't seen it. Yeah, no, that is really good. Uh, Notes on Blindness. I haven't seen that either. Um, it's kind of like a documentary reconstruction uh, featuring Dan Skinner um, of Angelos oh. Epithemiu. Oh, that guy. Which is really yeah. weird because he's, he's, he's playing a really serious role really here. strange. Yeah. Where it's documentary on this Australian guy who slowly goes blind mm. and then starts to uh, record his voice okay. on his like experiences of going through this. Oh. And it's really well done um, because they use original, like the original uh, voice recordings mm. from this guy and then lip sync it. Uh, with the characters. Oh no way! And it's really well done. Mm. I, I really recommend that. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, I just remembered another one of my favorites. Yeah, go go ahead. Uh, I Daniel Blake. 
See, still I... need to get around to it because it's just it had a limited release and I just missed it. Um, so yeah, I desperately. Need I was, to see I was that very before. lucky to catch it in in, in the cinema because it wasn't showing for very long. Yeah, but that's uh, a hugely important movie I think for for our time and the current kind of political climate in this country. Mm-hmm. I think I'd I'd highly recommend that every everyone watch that. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very, very moving film. Very moving. Uh, I, I look forward to getting to that. It's just fantastic. Really well written, really well acted. I hope I get to that before the year's out, but who knows. Mm. Um, I just don't know where to get to see it. But um, You got any... Right, we're almost at the end. So you got any plugs or something you want to say? No, not... You have not no really. opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I, I've spent enough time... You've used it all up, haven't you? Shouting my opinions yeah, from, from my pulpit. Yeah, I've used up all my opinions. So you now cl- yeah, we've now cured you of uh, claustrophobia. That's yep. now confirmed. It's mm-hmm. been a thing that we've done. Um, Hallelujah, Lord! I'm I'm cured through the, the power of the wardrobe. See, don't get me wrong. I don't want people thinking that they can just come to me now and be like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, lay hands on me, Dan." I'm scared of spiders. I'm like, well, can't really help you. Well, can't you just stick me in the wardrobe and and I'll be all right? Yeah, no, it's not how it works. Fill the wardrobe with spiders. Yeah, well, I guess, but that's one way around it. Well, I'm not. I'm a celebrity. Am I? Eh. <laughs> Take that, ITV, and you. Cool. Can't believe that show is still going. All these it's reality weird. shows and undecking it, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're very cheeky chappies. See, is the thing. I don't mind them. Oh mind yeah. I got nothing against them. I, <laughs> nothing I'm against just them. kind of bored of their shtick. You know. Well, it's their thing, isn't it? It's and their thing. They it's do a fine. good job at what they do. Yeah, um, sure. It's just not really. You know. But I don't really want to end on this. <laughs> end on and on deck. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not doing anything else with your life. <laughs> but you want to tell us? Just, uh, just look out for your nice eventual eventual uh, story that you're writing. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, one thing. Um, I guess like I don't want to plug it because I haven't we haven't started working on it yet. But um, uh, me, Andrew, and Mark, uh, we've talked about starting a podcast next year because I'm actually moving okay. in with them Careful next now. year. And um, uh, I think Mark first had the idea for it, and uh, he's you know Mark he's a big horror buff, so he wants mm-hmm. to do a, a podcast on kind of cult horror movies. Okay. Um, uh, and just yeah, like kind of showing him to like me and and Andrew, who you know we've seen you know we're big movie buffs, but we're not so kind of specified on horror. Like you know, I've seen a lot of kind of mainstream horror films, but there's a lot of kind of niche stuff that marks into that uh, is kind of an unfamiliar to us. Like he showed us sure. a film called uh, Society recently, which is which is great. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're, we're we're planning on starting a, a podcast around around that. And That's good. We'll probably, hopefully, start recording in in January and get uh, like a website and all that set up for Ooh. it. So watch this space. Watch for that. that space. Yeah, that is excellent. Uh, always always like to know about more podcasts and stuff. Uh, mm, you got some competition, bitch. Oh shit. You're not even the standard chance on this. You know what I mean? Mine's. <laughs> mine's too <coughs> mine's too niche <laughs> you won't have to worry <laughs> um, nah yeah, that sounds really good um, aimed at all the wardrobe enthusiasts exactly they're all here <laughs> well they will be at some point I'm sure um, all all that's left to say is uh, thanks for being in the wardrobe 
Thank you for having me. Um, to the listeners, thank you for listening, I guess. You didn't do much else. Um, and share Poor effort on your part. Yeah, come on. Anyone can listen. Speak up. Um, <laughs> get involved with sharing it. You know, get out there. Say, hey, hey, hey mate, uh, look, being listening to the podcast. Uh, it's really funny. Is it? Oh, it's pretty funny. Just not this episode. Uh, maybe not this, not this one. Uh, <laughs> you know, keep up with it. And then if you like it, follow on Twitter, HGWpod. Hashtag it, HGWpod, no less. And, you know, get it out there. And until next time, keep on wardrobing. <laughs> Done. Great.